When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today it is a wonderful day. This guest has not joined me since March of this year, which is honestly a disservice to the audience. And I'm very sorry from the depths of my soul that it's been that long. But I won't make you wait any longer to hear his beautiful voice. Here is Ryan Pryor. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Uh, Can you hear me? Am I doing this right? Oh, it disconnected. Sorry, just kidding. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, hello, you Here beautiful, he beautiful is, people. people. Uh, hi, Allison. How are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm so good. I have missed you, friend. It has been too long. Friend. Like, it's, giving, it's honestly stupid. It's giving I've been missing you. Same. So many things have happened since last we talked. And it, honestly, because we're so busy... Like we, we send Instagram reels to each other because we're old, mm-hmm. because we're adults. So yes. we're not TikTokers. We miss the TikTok age. We really did. We see the Instagram reels two weeks after when they come t- from TikTok. Right, right. And then we send them to each other. And it's like, to- and it's usually just the response is totally me or <laughs> totally you. Just the skull, like dead or... Dead. The Laugh, most recent one face. was about really enjoying quiet bars. Um, oh, that is so true, by the way. Love a quiet bar. You know what? Even more than a quiet bar, I love a house hang. Mm. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. Why Why the bar? First why the of bar? all, the liquor is so much cheaper at home. So much I can cheaper. buy a bottle of Jack for what it costs for a little teeny tiny tasting at a bar. Preach. In Nashville. Preach. Come to my house. Let's my drink house. together in my bonus room. Yes. You know? Let's wait. Let's wait till the the weather is good and let's drink on the porch, right? Like that's what oh, I want. That's what I want. That you hear that sound of summer, those cicadas yeah, in the background. Yeah. You see some lightning bl- bugs. I you know haven't been able to the last week because it's been hell's front porch in Middle Tennessee and Western Tennessee. Oh God, been the worst. It's it's act- like you can't breathe. Can't breathe. There's no breath in the lungs. The no pools breath. are empty because the, it's water bath water. Empty terrible yeah. awful and and it, it was kind of interesting and this is part of this episode by the way lovely people is just banter yeah so if you don't like that let's go ahead and turn it off and please not leave a bad review yeah, about don't leave it a bad if you don't review. like it like I just some, just skip this one i know there's a young person out there who doesn't like banter doesn't like it and mm-hmm. felt mm-hmm. Un, felt strongly enough about it to leave a review yes and i completely understand that because i get it but This is for us, kind of. And for the people who like the better. There are people who like it. Anyway, I was sitting there thinking last week about our banter, and I was reminded on my phone that a year and a week ago, we were sat in your home in front of your Gucci dupe wall (laughs) paper. 
Is it Gucci dupe? <laughs> the is white Gucci lotus dupe? wallpaper. Is it a Gucci dupe or is it like another it's, brand? It's a Gucci dupe. It's a Gucci <laughs> the fact dupe. that you recalled that just is, impresses me even more. It's a Gucci dupe wallpaper. I had to actually, Caroline had to tell me. Caroline had to tell oh, me that it was a Gucci dupe. God love her. I love her attention to detail. And, and Caroline says, it's a Gucci dupe. I say, okay, cool. We were sat there drinking cocktails with your, with your wonderful friends recording the 100th episode of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. That was a year ago. That was a year ago. That was 12 whole ass months. That's ridiculous. I have another soundbite that you can create for this. And this is just like, this is just how I'm feeling these days. Yeah. How was that so long ago? How was that so long ago? That is just like, how was that a year ago? That was stunning. Thank you. Like, I love to add that to the list of sound bites. And honestly, in honor lovely. of like, um, who died? What was the, who was the, 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 Tony Bennett died. Tony Bennett died like mm-hmm. two months ago. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. in honor of Tony Bennett, that was my like, RIP big dog. Like, I love that. Rest in peace. R, R in peace. It's going to live forever in this podcast. I love it. And I love um, that. So yeah, but can you believe that? No, it makes no sense. Time is a construct. <laughs> I don't, I don't Time know. is a flat circle. <laughs> Uh, yeah, honestly, I don't know how that was a year ago. Things have really changed in a year. There's no doubt about that. But do you know one thing that has not changed? What's not changed? We'd be drinking on this podcast. Mm. What do you got in your glass? This is an Australian rosé. What? I don't know. <laughs> it's from Australia. <laughs> it is an Australian rosé. I did not drink all weekend. I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, wow. I was sick with the head cold. I had a head cold. It's um, going around. It's going around everybody. Memphis. Getting everybody. Yeah. And I was hoping it was COVID. And I know that's maybe like, I was like, get it out of the way. You know, I was like, let's get this thing out of the way. Um, okay. But it was not. <laughs> it was just a head oh, okay. cold. Just a head cold. Okay. So, so the COVID's still coming is what you're trying to say. COVID's still coming. Uh, it's hey, coming exactly. For me. One year ago, I had COVID. At, you had COVID. Cocktails you, and you texted me it. as we mm-hmm. were driving home. You were like, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. But we just tested positive for COVID. And I spent the next week cursing your name. I was like, Allison, damn it. Oh, I know you did. Damn it. I would have too. And then I never tested positive. Which, by the way, we did test before they came in town because we had just gotten back from Europe. So it's not like it was totally careless. It just, it didn't come, it didn't show itself. It, didn't it just didn't up. rear its ugly head. It didn't head. show up. Uh, that, is, uh, that is a memory I had forgotten about. You just unlocked that. I forgot that that had happened. You could have let that die. Oh, I'll never but, forget. Yeah. It'll, no, it will live in my soul and haunt me. Like it'll. That's a very Enneagram one thing to be, to like to remember. Oh. Like, uh, yeah. I almost got you sick, and then I would have felt morally irresponsible for having done that. Do you know how long it probably took me to write the text message? I mean, I bet I stared at the screen <laughs> for a ridiculous amount of time just to make sure I got the words right so you knew that I would never want to do something evil, <laughs> like give you COVID. Like, that's one of those things that, like, I will be dead ass asleep and probably wake up at 3 a.m. and be like, oh, my God, that one time I almost gave Ryan a camera I think COVID I probably responded with, like... It's no big deal. Like, it's not that That's big of a deal. That's probably exactly like, what you said. Totally Even fine. though you, I know that you were so pissed. And I wrote back, I know you're so pissed. I wasn't <laughs> pissed. I was more along the lines of it was just more like one of those like, ah. Uh. That was during that time at last year, to be fair, where like, I had already had COVID. I think everybody had already had it. But yeah. like, we were just like, and we were sort of past all of the like basics, like the like the, the restrictions and things. But it was just like, I don't want to get it. You right. Know? It's I like, that's, this is it. not, I don't want to be ill. Like, yeah. no. I didn't end know? up getting it that Chris that winter either I got the flu real bad I got the flu real bad Ooh, last and I think actually flu. and 
you know, and, and, you know, I mean, we recorded several podcasts last, last year, last, you know, before March, I think we recorded at least we three or four after. Now. Yeah. Well, you've been busy. I've been busy. By the I've way, been I'm busy. You've been Coke. busy. Cheers. Cheers to you. What's mm-hmm. uh, What are you drinking, by the way? What are we drinking? I'm drinking a Jack Coke Zero with a splash of lemon. I, I did Love that it. in Europe. They give you lemon with your yeah. Jack and Cokes, and oh. it's a game changer. Like, screw lime, lemon. So. Screw, I agree. And Caroline will only ever order vodka sodas with lemon. If I bring back a lime, she sends it back. I completely understand. There's something about sending, by the way, <laughs> banter town. Again, y'all y'all hop off the train if you're Welcome not on. To, it's hey, fine. Hey, hey, this is the banter train. We're just unloading on you guys. We have not talked we really are. in in like four months. Like we have not like physically long. spoken in four months, which is longer it's than really we've gone in the last long. three years. Like usually it's every like, you know, every six weeks I get on here. I know. It, I is, could almost cry, honestly. Which is just perfect, by the way, enough for friends of an adult age, especially when one has children. If you live in different cities, like it makes it's totally reasonable. Also, prior and I've always said, I mean, from the moment we met, there's some kind of twin connection there. There's something we just get it. Yeah, I mean, so it. much so that we've gone years without talking. Years. And I've called prior and be like, what the hell is so, up? Who, and we, what's like, up? And hey, then we talk for like two hours and I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. You know. Back on track. Like, And I think that that's like. And the last three years have been the most we've spoken consistently before that between like 2015 and 2020. Mm-hmm. 100%. You know what? Adulthood is accepting that, like, you're not going to be in contact all the time. You'll send a meme or two every once in a while. We'll see each other when we see each other. Like, if we're good. We're good. All's well. John Mulaney has a great bit on this. His whole thing is he has a joke and he's like, adulthood is making plans with someone for six months in the future and then you cancel it and you see each other a month later and nothing happened and you're fine and everything yeah, it's is like fine. No biggie. You know? Yeah. Are you free six months from now? Cool. Let's do something then. Yeah, let's just like mark it tentatively on the calendar and see where we're at then. Look, I'm I'm like I'm like thinking in my head when we first started talking, I was like, when is the next time I could see Allison? And I was like, November is yeah. probably the next time I could see like physically see you. Probably. And you know, Jeffrey's driving me nuts about you guys a little bit. He's like, Man, it's really time to see Ryan and Carolyn. I'm like, I want to I agree. So no I idea. agree. Like it really is time. Once a year. Yeah, I think once a year in person. No, is we a- have to at least. Yeah, but Jeffrey, my very extroverted, like, let's go, let's just. Blah, 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 blah. Not that I'm, I'm not down to hang. It's just that I'm like logistics galore in my head. But literally, probably once a week, he's like, "Man, I really miss Ryan and Caroline." I'm like, I miss him, same bro. Okay, so we've bantered for eleven minutes and fourteen seconds. I think it's time to give yeah. the people a little bit of update on where you are, what I've been doing. And then we can talk. We have a topic. We actually have a Kennedy-related topic today that we think Mm -hmm. you're going to like. We think you will. We We hope you you will. will. If you don't, just let me know in an email. Yeah, just let you know. Just don't don't leave a review. Don't do that. Don't. And if you do, just say something about me. Don't say something about her. No, but like don't because then it rates me negatively. Right. I agree. Don't do that. How about don't? Just most people love our episodes. They do. It's very uh, thank you, that, by the way, to those of you who love these episodes. In fact, comment on the Instagram. I see. I read that. I want to read that. I would like to read you, and I would like to say hello to to yeah. you. You know. Okay. So comment on the post about this episode, and show prior some love. He needs it. He needs that little. I do. I'm. I like attention. I'm. I'm big time. Attention guy. <laughs> so self aware. We love to see it. All right. So you got any questions for me? I, I do. I haven't seen you in four months, but I see all these posts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me in like two minutes 
what is it that I should be looking out for? What should I be like? Am am I going to be watching Kennedy Dynasty the movie? Question mark. So yeah, great. This is a great question, and honestly, it really lets me know that you don't listen to my podcast because I do keep the audience updated quite a bit on my journeys and what I've been doing. So um, we'll talk about that after. That's fine. So I don't listen to podcasts. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't listen to podcasts. It's okay. It's okay. I accept this. Um, but yeah, lots been going on. Um, Kennedy Dynasty is still trucking. We're still making podcasts. I've got Anya on board with me, who is just a gift from the good Lord. I'm so grateful for her. She is a research extraordinaire and she's fantastic. She is helping me keep this thing going and I want to keep it going. So that's happening. I'm producing a movie about Secret Service agent Clint Hill, which has been phenomenal and an incredible journey and he's incredible and i'm so grateful to be a part of the team to bring his story to the screen and uh yeah there's no more deserving human being of having their life brought to the screen he is absolutely lovely and wonderful so american hero and oh let me update the people because i did today change my username on instagram i love this tell me about because i saw that i did see that post and i said hmm yeah, it's concerning hmm. to some people, but I don't want it to be because my content will remain the same. So I changed it to my name because, as you guys know, as I've kept you up to date on the journey, not only do I run Kennedy Dynasty and I'm creator and host of this, I also am now a film producer and I also am a next-gen leader with White House Historical and I may have some other things going on. So I've got my hands in a lot of pots and I didn't want to necessarily just make my username solely Kennedy Dynasty any longer. So that is why it has shifted to Allison L. Holland. So go follow Allison L. Holland if you don't already. You should. Because my content is mostly Kennedy-based. It's about the podcast. I'm pumping out podcast content. Nothing will change on my Instagram whatsoever because I always keep people updated on my projects anyway. So it's just a new username, same content. So that's that's what's been going on with me. What about you? Well, hold on, but can I ask you a question? Yeah. Could we perhaps maybe in the near future, maybe in the the far to near future, see Allison help us understand some more cool topics? Like, could we see that? Is that something that, because I, because here's the thing, I'm yearning for it. I'm, I don't use the word yearning a lot. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. But like, I am always so like, I've been thrilled for three years to see you go from a student in college who needed my help to pass her freshman history, US history exam to a student who perhaps is more interested in history than even I, a person with a degree in it. And that has been a cool thing to see for me. It's been wonderful. It's beautiful. It, It lets, it gives me an outlet event to talk about history with someone who I care about deeply, which is you. But it also is cool to see you embrace this aspect of life that I think a lot of people see, like have this like fascination with, with history, specifically our, our nation's history, our presidents. Yeah. Could we see Allison find new topics of conversation in the years to come? Yeah. I mean, there's no limit to where we can go. I mean, I always have wanted to continue with Kennedy's, but eventually maybe switch to the Roosevelt's or switch to other American dynasties and covering different presidencies and things like that. And my projects will probably lead there in the future in different capacities. So absolutely, there's going to be more stuff. And you don't just realize, it's kind of funny because obviously the conversation we've told the audience before that you and Caroline had that just like really encouraged me to start the podcast in the first place. When I blindly called you, that was one of those like after a year or two, like, hey, prior, I had this idea and you're like, go for it which is incredible. But I just realized 
which we've talked about before too, that you, I would have failed history, which is so funny, like the base freshman U.S. history. My cousin, Allison, um, who I know it's weird. We have the same name, but it is what it is. But um, she was like, I know a guy. He can help you pass. I, I go to your dorm at like 9 p.m. We go through it. You help me pass. We sang musical theater. The rest is history. Now we're just besties for the resties. But I wonder if it kind of somehow started there. What if you, everyone's favorite history teacher, freshman year of college, UTC, what if you could like, you infuse the love of history by making it fun without us really knowing at the time. And subconsciously, it's stuck forever. And so you are the pivotal moment of like this. Maybe it's just that maybe it is that you study history so you can have more fun at cocktail parties. You know, that was the first. No, sorry. <laughs> the best callback of all time. It was actually that you study history not to look so you don't look stupid at cocktail parties. But I let's amend it. And let's go ahead and say that not only should we not look stupid, we should study history so that we have something interesting to talk about at cocktail parties. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and and you it's know, like you infused all my interests that night. You like, we're like, okay, I'm cool to hang out with. Let's uh, talk about history for a minute. And then let's sing uh, Les Mis. And I was like, let's sing Les Mis. So, hey, which yeah. is history too. Speaking of cocktail parties, I want to tell you what I've been up to. Cause guys, you don't Please care do. about me, but I do have some interesting things yes, that you may be do. able to see in the coming months and days. I'm going to grab another drink. Allison, I think, needs to put in like some words from something here, right? I'm actually going to put in elevator music, so stay tuned. All right, so let's talk about you. Fill the people yeah, in. What's going I on? Because I have am been... so freaking excited and proud of you. So, so talk about it. I have been teaching, of course, and been doing some other things. I've been reading a lot. I made a goal to read 10 books this year, and I did. Uh, I have a book recommendation for everybody. Uh, another president, not John F. Kennedy, but it does talk about the Cold War, which we know that Kennedy was a Cold Warrior. This fantastic book called The Peacemaker, Ronald Reagan, The Cold War, and the World on the Brink by William N. Bowden, who is the um, chair of the LBJ Center for History or Pub School of Public Affairs, pardon me, at the University of Texas at Austin. It is a huge book, 500 pages with another 100 pages of references. But if you want to understand how the Cold War came to an end and Reagan's Ronald Reagan's role in it, highly recommend this book. I read it. I've been reading it slowly over the course of the last month and just really loved it. And it connects to what we've talked about in the past with Kennedy, the Cold War, the Vietnam War, all of those things that we've talked about on the podcast played out in the 1980s as the day, as the as the ending, the the final act of the Cold War. So I would highly recommend if you're interested in the Cold War, how it came to an end. Um, and you cannot talk about the end of the Cold War without talking about Ronald Reagan, quite frankly. Excellent. I'll put a link in the description in the recommendation segment of this yeah, episode. Highly so. recommend. So I've been doing that. I've been doing a lot of reading. Read a book, read, uh, read several books. Um, been all over the place. I've been to Pittsburgh. I've been to Washington, D.C. I did go to Washington, D.C. I went to Washington, D.C. for one reason. I thought, as we may have talked about over the last three years, I work at a, I work at a school and I work at a fairly cool school. And my school is a, um, I'm not going to go into detail about my school, but I, what I will tell you is that our, we, we sort of practice very like progress, like, like cutting edge models of education. And, um, we we are a part of this organization and uh, just because of the nature of our school three years ago, five years ago when we were founded and all the cool stuff about us, there was there actually is a 
some content coming out and I can't be too specific about it. And I will update you as the, 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 the time goes forward, but there may be an opportunity to see me in other media is what I'm going to say in other media. I'm going to be cryptic because I'm not sure what I'm allowed to talk about and what I'm not allowed to talk about. But, uh, but you may see me on the screen in the future. We talk about Allison producing this fantastic documentary. You may be able to see both Allison Holland and Ryan Pryor on the screen at some point in the next like year, which would be super weird because we kind of all started on this little journey together three years ago. And I don't think either Allison nor I ever thought that we would actually, and this has nothing to do with Kennedy dynasty to be fair, but like it does have to do with teaching history because that's sort of the focus of, of my aspect of this thing. But either way, we talked about me and Allison did talk about this all secretly before we started recording. So I do we apologize. Did. That's secret conversations. I know the goods. Secret, secret. That can be another um, secret. You know, friends, but they do. <laughs> um, guys, I really hope that Allison can tell you her secret things that she's really excited to do and wants to be able to tell you guys about in the near future. And I hope you'll be able to tell you about my secret things. You care less about mine, but I promise you that I think it's going to be very interesting. I think you're going to be compelled to to, to want to see what's going on. So everyone cares about your journey. Everyone is so invested. I, the amount of emails and stuff that I still get and being like, okay, bring him on as a co-host, which I would if we could coordinate schedules, truly. The thing is, I am so freaking proud of you. And I, you always are so just give me all the reassurance and accolades. And I have to give it to you for a minute. I saw a video and Ryan was teaching this group of students and I don't want to like get into his school or whatever or his position, but he was teaching a group of students and he was talking about how proud of them that he was. It's almost going to make me cry because it was so sweet. And he started tearing up at how the effort they had put into it. And they all were like, oh, Mr. Pryor. And it was just so crazy to see like you in that environment. I think it's always a weird thing to see your friends in a work environment anyway, because we don't see that. But yeah. it was like a behind the scenes look. And there's something about you and the way that you love these kids and you truly actually 1000% care about them, not only in their education, but mostly as human beings and going into the world and being good people is like so heartwarming. And I'm so proud of you. And so with your future possible media endeavors, I am so insanely excited and it's so deserved. It's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm, I'm very passionate about this, this, this profession. What you do is an extension of what we, what I do, which is I teach history to kids and I talk about social studies with kids um, because I think they need to know about it. And I think mm -hmm. that you also, you do this podcast and talk with the people with your audience because you know that they, you know that they want to know about it. And we all, mm -hmm. I think deep down yearn to, I'm using that word yearn again. Yeah, this is your word tonight. Drink every time Pryor says yearn. <laughs> I yearn for liquor. Yearn. I yearn <laughs> for, for Australian rosé. I, I just, I think that people deep down, they really like care about their past. They want to know more. I think that you just have to unlock that. And there are different ways to do that. And one way is like to have a teacher who really cares. Another way is to have a podcast with someone who's really friggin' good at what they do and who learns along the way and who like is willing to be like humble and kind about it. And then the other thing is this, like, look, Theodore Roosevelt, another my favorite president, said that far and away the best thing that life has to offer is the chance to work hard at good work worth doing. John F. Kennedy said, right, very famously, we do this not because... Wait, what is it? You tell me. Because it's easy, but because it's hard. But because it is hard. I actually, mm -hmm. and I do love the uh, the alteration of that that phrase. Have you ever heard the uh, the other version of that one? I don't know. 
we do this not because it was easy, but because we thought it would be easy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that one no, sounds better. <laughs> we, yeah, it does. We do this not because it is easy, but because it is hard. Uh, I do believe that you and I are purpose-driven people. I think that like you and I could both have gone into the world of high finance or business and probably made a shitload of money if we really wanted yep. to because we are yep. just like we're determined people and i think that both of us took a calculus of our lives and said man i would probably hate myself and yes. i'd much rather spend my life doing things that i give a shit about and make the money that i make don't get me wrong i like money and i like to go places and i you know we're going to we're going to you know we're going to france in october i'm not saying that it's not good to have stuff. No, I but yeah, I think that the important thing about this podcast and the important thing about what teaching is, and this is a form of teaching, is that we do it because it matters and because it is important. And because when if when you're when you die, whether it's next week or in 50 years, which is what we hope, mm -hmm. you can put a stamp on your life that says I did something worth a damn. I did something that was good work worth doing. I did something that was hard and I didn't do it because it was easy. I did it because it was hard and I didn't take the easy road and I'm proud of what I've done. And I'm, I, I think there are people who appreciate that work. You know, that plays out in, in your reviews and it also plays out for me in the form of students who still reach out to me and ask me for guidance and assistance. And I'm happy to give it to them because, you know, I care about them deeply. And I, I know you care about the people who listen to this podcast, so. Yeah, and I think it's 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 beyond like even being successful in the space that we're in. It's the point of like you said, trying to inspire people to give a shit is what's important to me. Like you always say, and I actually told someone the other day, history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. And that's such a a wonderful way to say it because it's the truth. And I think that there is a real problem, probably because of our screens and the ease of TikTok or whatever to like legitimately just scroll, 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 not want to pick up a book, not want to learn about what's around you, not want to do those things. And my goal is to just inspire people because I don't know everything. Dear God, I don't. Like there's so much I don't know and so much I need to learn. But if I could just inspire one person to care about our history and what's happened, it's so freaking important. And so I think we're both in that for the same reason. And the a quote, I know this is like, feels like a, like inspiring speech, but the quote that's been sticking with me lately, because I can get, I've been quickly thrust and, and gladly so into this producer space and I love it. And it is fast paced. It is logistics based. It is constantly moving. It's all these things constantly going, 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 going. It doesn't stop. It doesn't sleep. I love it. Don't get me wrong. But there's moments where it gets stressful and you're kind of like, okay, why am I doing this? And you ha I have to like center myself and be like, because I love it, you know? And so there's this quote that I have been, I actually hung it on my bathroom mirror because I remind myself of it every day. It is, all you have to do today is create from a place of love. And the reason I love it so much is because if you do that, everything else falls into place. If you're creating something with people you love, um, you're creating something you love, you're creating from about something you love, then hopefully people will love it. It's almost like everything falls if you just relax and you realize that within yourself, your one goal of the day is to create whatever you're creating. That could be a sandwich for your child before they walk out for school. That could be creating a spreadsheet while you're at your job, whatever it is, create it from a place of love and remember why you're there. And I think that it allows like everyone to take a breath. You know what I mean? That went kind of off, but that's where I'm no, at. No, right I don't now. think that went off. You know what I think it went? I think it went on. And I think you do. 
Can I Love tell you? Can I tell you something? All those people who tuned out when we were like, it's just banter. I don't think they realized we were going to get here. Yeah. This We are here, baby. Yep. <laughs> well, I feel like we need to like actually talk about like tell jokes or something. It's too heavy. No, <laughs> I think kidding. people I'm are. Kidding. I think I'm this kidding. is what the people are yearning for. I think they have been. Yeah. I think they've been waiting for three years. I think they've been waiting for three and a half years. For us to finally get to a point where we talked about this in such a, in, we got to a deep level. We've made so many jokes and we've had so many, we've had so much banter. Mm -hmm. Eventually our banter was working its way towards something. And this is where it was leading to. I think the people are going to love it. I think the people are, I think the people have been yearning for it. I hope so. And just know this is what we talk about on the back porch while we're <laughs> drinking. Yes, this is back. good. Like, and actually, <laughs> I just actually, speaking of which, actually, I know this is funny, but uh, after we get done recording, I actually now, I think we may be able to see you if you are in town on a certain weekend in September. So just let's, <gasps> let's just talk. Up. Okay. So here's, here's the Kennedy content today. Here's our Kennedy content. We were talking back and forth last time and there are still topics to be covered. Don't get me wrong. Kennedy dynasty folks. We're, we're still going full steam ahead, people. Uh, and we haven't even covered the number one thing that's connected to me, which is the fact that Kennedy was the one who quelled the race riots on Ole Miss's campus in 1962, whenever the first African-American student, James Meredith, was allowed uh, on campus. But neither Allison nor I had the, the time to really dig into that, because that's going to be two or three or four episodes Mm -hmm. And, you know, you know, my alma mater is Ole Miss. This is a very big deal in the con. Like, if you understand the history of my of that school, like it must be d d discussed in a very serious and a very forthright manner. That's coming. So we're not yeah. going to let another four months go by without something really good for you. No, but no, no, no. We, we wanted to. I'm back in school, so that helps with my schedule. Like, I'm much more regimented now. Like, so we were like, what should we talk about? And Alice and I were going back and forth. We were like, something light, something whatever. And we sort of landed on Kennedy's greatest enemy, Fidel Castro. Hi, I'm Corey Nathan, and I host the Talking Politics and Religion Without Killing Each Other podcast. You can find us at politicsandreligion.us. That's politicsandreligion.us. We are your home for edifying, provocative, and fun discussions among high-profile public figures and regular folks like me. We talk about faith and politics and all kinds of topics that really matter in our culture. So if you're tired of screamers and extremists dominating the conversation and you want to join us and take some of that space back, if you want to better understand different points of view, if you appreciate some nuance and just having a little fun, you'll love talking politics and religion without killing each other. And remember, we're real easy to find. It's politicsandreligion.us. Hope to see you soon. We'd love to have you join the conversation on talking politics and religion without killing each other. And we we landed on something about Fidel Castro that I think everybody is interested in. And it was this article from NBC News from a few years ago. And uh, the, the title of the article is just the seven most bizarre ways that the CIA tried to assassinate Fidel Castro. And we've talked about the Bay of Pigs here. Allison mm -hmm. has talked about the Bay of Pigs many times. Um, we've talked about the Cuban Missile Crisis. We have talked about myriad things involving Fidel Castro. But I think it would just be funny to talk for a, a bit about how the CIA tried to mm, assassinate him in weird ways. Which sounds like a weird topic, but you guys, it gets it gets weird. It's worth learning because it's like, 
what? <laughs> That's the best way I can explain. So not all these happen. Should, under- whoa, 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 whoa! That should be a soundbite. What? What? So not all of these happened under Kennedy, but some of them did happen under Kennedy. And so there's your connection to Kennedy dynasty. Like this is like, and of course this, this a lot, I mean, Fidel Castro, Kennedy, I mean, this is, you know, the the connection is obvious people. The connection is obvious. And so I'm going to start with number seven. We're going to flip flop back and forth, Allison. And then we're going to sort of rank them our own ranking of how awesome or crazy they were. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. But let's get into it. You did say this is NBC News, right? I think he's already this said that. This is NBC News. I posted it in the chat. It's, right. in, the, it's in the chat. Perfect. No, I got it. I just want to make sure we we gave the source. Okay. So NBC News. And we can po- we'll can we post the link to the article in the, yeah, in the description. Instagram post. Sure. Okay. Here's number seven. The psychedelic speech. Apparently, the CIA had a plan in 1960 to sabotage Castro's speeches, which, of course, are a big deal in the in the communist world speeches, rile, rile up the crowd, by spraying uh, the studio he was recording in with LSD, by maybe even blending his cigars with chemicals that would disorient him, by dusting his shoes with thallium salts, which would make his beard fall out. And also by uh, using an LSD-type substance to basically make him appear insane. Yeah, that's heavy. That's a lot. I don't know if that's an assassination attempt, but man. But they didn't work. Oh, no. None, they abandoned this. Like, this was not, yeah. Yeah, it said all failed. So, like, wow, that's quite the plot, though. I mean, I like that one. I think that's fun. I like that. Let's get him high and... It's intense. It's intense. All right, Allison, what's next? Okay, uh, let's do... Oh, this is a favorite of mine. This is Dan's terrible say, but it's the truth. And we've talked about this one before. But it is the poisoned pen. None other than. None other than. It says, another that was straight out of James Bond was its plan to kill Castro using a hypodermic needle concealed within a pen. The needle would be so fine that the victim would not notice its insertion, according to the church committee. Its report said the needle was to be rigged with poison and injected into Castro by a highly placed Cuban official who was in discussions with the CIA. However, the Cuban official did not think much of the device and complained that surely the CIA could come up with something more sophisticated than that. And that was the committee's report. So the official also suffered bad timing. He was offered the pin on November 22nd, 1963, which was the day of JFK's assassination, as we all know. So the event saw the agency withdraw its support of the attempt on Castro's life, and the official never took the pin to Cuba. Wow. What do we think of that one? I like the poison pin. I like that one. That one seems like a good idea. It seems stealthy and efficient. Very James Bond. Have you have you seen that Russian official who got poisoned back in the 90s uh with an umbrella that had like uranium yes. 235 in it that's pretty that wild. reminds me of because i've been re-watching 24 do you, remember, do you remember when president palmer shook someone's hand and it like poisoned i him? do i do i've never been well since i was like i'll never shake a hand again and i shake hands every day but yeah they can they'll get you okay. also president palmer best president of all time no they'll get you uh <laughs> <He's> great <laughs> we got like three sound bites for the They'll get you. Um, I'll get you. This next one is fun. The Deadly Lover. I knew you were going for that one. (laughs) So basically, in many attempts to have, they had, the attempt was to use Castro's femme fatale, a woman named Marita Lorenz. She told Vanity Fair in 1993 that while she was Castro's lover, 
1959, she was recruited as a contract agent for the CIA to assassinate him. Uh, she was supposed to give, put two botulism toxin pills in his drink and one would kill him in 30 seconds, but she got cold feet. And she said, I knew the minute I saw the outline of Havana, I couldn't do it, she told Vanity Fair, describing her emotions on landing in the Cuban capital. She said that she had botched, the, the job had been botched anyway, because she had stashed the pills in a cold cream jar, which made them gunky and unusable. And also, apparently, he he unsettled her uh, because he leaned over, pulled out his 45 caliber pistol, handed it to her and said he didn't even flinch. And he said, you can't kill me. Nobody can kill me. Castro's some he is a Bond villain. That's what he is. Castro's definitely a I Bond mean, villain. That's that's a line, you know, no one can kill me. Woof. Woof. He knew. Okay. He, he he caught her vibe. All right. What's Ooh, next, Al? Vibe. Baby, are you coming for the ride? Caught a vibe. Baby, are you coming for the ride? I like that song. That's a good song. It's been a long time since I've heard that song. I'm glad that came back up in my subconscious. And We're it'll old never now. Get, get out now. Okay. Let's see. Let's go for the the reluctant Cuban. So months earlier, at the end of President Eisenhower's term, the CIA used a series of middlemen to enlist two gangsters to help with Castro's removal. The agency was willing to pay $150,000, which is at least $1.2 million in today's money, according to the Church Committee's report. Now, these mobsters were Sam Giancana, the boss of the Chicago mob, and Santos Traficante, the head of the mob's Cuban operations. Both of them were members of the FBI's 10 Most Wanted list. Giancana suggested that poison pills were more reliable than guns, so the CIA provided six pills of high-lethal content to a cash-strapped Cuban official who had access to Castro, the subcommittee said. However, after several unsuccessful attempts, the Cuban got cold feet and plans were abandoned. Seems like uh, wow. most of these people just got really intimidated and dropped the ball. So that's kind I, of what yeah, I'm seeing. It does. It also seems like they were really interested in using poison. They were like, let's use poison. Let's not use a gun. Well, because they're let's not going to like, poison. yeah, I guess that was like the way that they thought would be the most follow through. I don't know. I'm going to read the next two. And then Allison's going to reveal what I think is not only number one in the list, but also definitely number one. But this is in order. This is a cool one. The contaminated diving suit. Um, the CIA planned to contaminate one of Castro's diving suit with a fungus. I'm going to say that again, a fungus. A that would produce a chronic us. and debilitating skin disease. Oh, they would also use an infected breathing apparatus. Ooh. Was It was meant to be given to Castro by American lawyer James Donovan, who had been involved in hostage negotiations with the Cuban leader. It was abandoned after Donovan gave Castro a different suit. Richard Helms, who became CIA director, later called the plan cockeyed and said the suit never left the laboratory. So there was at one point in the CIA offices a fungus-ridden suit. And then another one, which I think is pretty cool, and I think this is cool, is the painted seashell. Um, the CIA tried to an even more elaborate plan in 1963. The intelligence uh, officials thought that they could use Castro's love of scuba diving to take him out. And so they put they wanted to hide explosives inside a large seashell and paint it with exotic colors to lure the attention of the Castro man. And uh, it was discarded as impractical. But can you imagine... I worry about giving like like realistic reports to my boss. And some guy was sitting in an office in Langley in 1963, and he was like, "All right, listen." <laughs> I here. Got and it. He, he feels like he feels like he has to be like a like a Matthew McConaughey type because otherwise, like, how are you going to pull yeah. this off? But he's like, yeah. "All right, listen here. 
All right, listen here. I got an idea. All right, we're going to go right over there. We're going to paint a seashell, all right? Get in the ocean, all right? And then, look at his split. He's going to go down there. He's going to touch that seashell. And then, boom, bang, bang. All of a sudden, Castro's no more, man. Cool you sound like your crossover of Matthew McConaughey and Joel Osteen. <laughs> That's Joel Osteen, yeah. That, I, I, it always goes back to Joel Osteen. <laughs> All right, one more, one more, Allison. Wait, What's I have the to say, one? I was thinking the same thing through that entire process. Like, I, but I'm more so picturing like the CIA executives around the table, like, okay, what do we got? What do we got? Almost like SNL, like trying to write the skits for the week. Like, okay, all right, all right. This uh, this person backed out. The girls cold cream canceled out the last plan. What do we got, guys? We're running out of plans. And he's like, oh my god, a seashell. You know, <laughs> and it's like brilliant. It's gonna, it, it's gonna do it. You know, it's just a crazy. It's a crazy thing to picture happening. So I love this. Last but certainly not least on the list is the exploding cigar, which is perhaps the most famous attempt to kill Castro. And it was in 1960 when the CIA CIA poisoned a box of his favorite cigars. Just a year after Castro seized power, the agency spiked the cigars with a botulinum toxin strong enough to kill anybody who put one in their mouth. The cigars were delivered to an unidentified person in 1961, according to the subcommittee, but it's unclear what happened to them after that. And needless to say, they were never chewed by El Comandante. Yeah, so botulism toxin is one of the strongest toxins known to man. And it is what they inject into people's faces when they want to get rid of wrinkles. That is uh, the Mm -hmm. same stuff that they wanted to put in through the cigar. Interesting. So this is quite the article. Yeah, it's fun. It's a fun little read. It's not a scholarly article. Let's let's be fair. No, this isn't a scholarly episode. (laughs) Well, let's be fair. No. Oh, in (laughs) fact, the title should be definitely not a scholarly episode. It needs to be definitely not a scholarly episode. Definitely banter. Skip if you don't want to hear. (laughs) Like that needs to be no, like the I, I, think, title. I think the best title is going to be definitely not a scholarly episode. Lots of banner, lots of some Castro, a whole lot of love. Oh, that's it. Bala bing, bala boom. Delivered. That is my opinion. That is my opinion. Um, mm. I do think, and this is very important here. I think that. I've been learning a lot about life recently. And the the number one thing I've been learning, I think one of the things I've learned is do not shut the door in your own face. And what that means to me is you could put on there, skip if you don't want to, but like Mm -hmm. whoever would skip it would figure it out within the first five minutes and they will skip it if they want to. No need to shut the door in your own face. You know what I'm saying? True, but I have one certain review that says, I listened to the whole podcast, whole thing was banter, 45 minutes, 16 minutes of actual content. And I was like, sister, you can't. Sister, sister. Also, sister. there's plenty of other episodes with lots of content. There's so much. I know. Content. I think people just like select one and then, ooh, the worst, my biggest pet peeve. People, if you tell, please, word of mouth is the best way to spread the word. But if you tell people to start the podcast, don't say start at episode one. <laughs> say start recently, <laughs> please. No, those first your, episodes your are good. Advanced. I like them. It's like watching. They're you good, watch but them. you need to start. You need to like you need to take a little peeky peek and then go back and start from the beginning and work towards. You need to see like where we are and then like go back, you know, like repeat the seasons. I agree. You know? I agree. So anyway, so that's, that's, uh, that's seven ways to kill Castro. Um, that's it. Kind of like that TikTok song, dumb ways to die, you know, dumb ways to die. 
This is that's a good one. Seven ways to kill Castro. I think it's pretty good. I thought our banner was better than that. And I think the people mm -hmm. will really love the banner. Let us know. Let me know in the comments of the Instagram post. Please say like, that's right. Love the banner. RP, like, what are your thoughts on, you know, not God, but what are your thoughts on RP? What are your thoughts? <laughs> you can cut that out. RP, what are your thoughts? On I'm life? believing that. <laughs> uh, put them in the comments. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to the people. Uh, you know, some of you have, have have tried have followed me and I didn't realize who you were. Until Is that true? Did yes. you let them seep the crap? I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Well, you lucky few. And I and there were a couple at the very beginning who I just I, before when I got you know because I only got Instagram like two years ago, three years ago, two years uh, ago. Liar! First of all, he had Instagram the whole time just to troll, but he actually put his presence on it two or three years ago. Two, two so. years ago. Two years ago. Um, yeah. And some of you followed me, and there was like three who got through because I was just sort of accepting anybody at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then I I kept seeing posts like stories, and I was like, who are you? I don't know you. And then I realized that the only common follower, like our only like common follower was Kennedy Dynasty. I was like, uh. That's incredible. You lucky few. I love you for that. They do get to see soup night, which is they get to see soup night. Oh, October you 15th. skipped grill night. I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do both. You guys, soup night's so good. Hey, Ryan, every once in a while, just so I can share the audience, you should tag me in soup nights just so I can share the story so people understand like what soup I'll night is. I'll tag Kennedy Dynasty in the first soup night. I'm going to make a, I'm going to make, I'll make chowder. I'll make chowder. Oh I'll make a my corn, gosh, I'll make a yes. corn, corn chowder because I won't do clams because I'm not buying clams, but. No, I um, understand. Yeah. Guys, soup night is so lit. Like all of Ryan's friends tune in so hard for he and Caroline to cook soup uh, cook every soup. Wednesday. I think people. It's Wednesday, I, right? We've, yes, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I think people like the wholesome content. I, people, I think people, I'm going to say it again. I think people are yearning for yeah. wholesome, just non-political, non... And it's like, how's he How's he going to chop that onion? Yeah. How's she going to, what's she going to play? Are yeah. we going to listen? What are we going to listen to? What, do, are, pun, is he, what pun is he going to make? Yeah. Like, I, is she going to give in to Dean Martin this week? Like, is she going to allow it? Like, <laughs> like I love it. To. It's so good. There's, there's a lot of soup nights. She has to, it's like, there's like, 20 soup nights like she has to at a certain point she has no choice but yeah october the 15th it ends march the 15th so I, i've kind of decided the unofficial dates are october the 15th to march the 15th most every wednesday i can't wait unless i have um plans is it pathetic for me to say it's the highlight of my week if it's the highlight soup of your win i don't think I don't, I don't think it's the I don't think it's pathetic if it's the highlight of your Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, because, let's take let's it back. Be fair let's roll it back, like, Allison. The highlight of our week, like, that's a, that's a bit much. But, like... Yeah, no, no. Wednesday is a weird day. Like, Wednesday's like, what do you do with Wednesday? Hump day, you know? Like, What, what do you, you do, do with it? Like, what are you doing? You so, do. if there's something you can look forward to that evening, like, like I like... Have you been watching The Bear? oh my god okay i'm still I at season one so oh, don't spoil anything oh, yes I but bear. i love him because he's lip and shameless yeah. and there's oh, yeah. something he's one of those people me and my friend emily talk about how he's one of those do you want to end the podcast like... and so we can just talk about this and and yeah probably okay, okay. that was seven ways to kill castro um yeah which i think uh, i thought they were pretty interesting and uh i hope you enjoyed the banner i hope you enjoyed our discussions i really enjoyed coming back after four months i'm excited we're gonna do some very deep episodes in the coming months um, I promise we're going to, I've got, we've got, yes. I've got at least 10 more episodes in my brain that I know we need to do before, uh, you know, before we start thinking about like really, you know, esoteric stuff. So. Perfect. And we will do those more frequently than this. This is our longest break ever from each other. And we're not going to do it again because it's devastating. So not, but like we're, we're setting a goal before the end, another episode before the end of October, before the middle of October, before the middle of October. 
Wait, what's it now? August, September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's say let's say let's try to do one a month. One we a can month. Do that. I like a one a month. I yeah. like a one a month. Let's do that. Okay. You guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please rate it five stars and write a positive written review. It's like tipping your waiter. It's the best thing you can possibly do. If you don't like it, you don't have to rate it. But if you love it, please rate it because it helps so much. Check out my merch shop. My favorite Hyanna sweatshirt is in there. I will put a direct link in the description of this episode. It is perfect timing perfect everything for you to go purchase that sweatshirt for you or a loved one or both so go do it also i will put ryan's recommendations that he listed throughout the episode in the description of this episode as well and i will talk to you soon We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known, but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, we explore each administration beyond just the person holding the highest elected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.